broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia. Welcome to Women in Business, where we celebrate influential women making a difference in our community. Now, here's your host. Hello, this is Lori Kennedy, and I'm your host today for Women in Business, powered by Business Radio X. Stone Payton, our producer, is also in the studio with us today, and we're grateful to have you tuned in with us. Today, we have three amazing ladies. Uh, we are going to be interviewing Lori Devaney from the Innovation Spot, Shelley Farrar from Riverstone Corner Bistro, and J. Michael's Prime Steak and Seafood. Food, yum. And then we also have Krista Skinnell from 988 Events. And I am going to start with tell me about your business name, what you do, and how long you've been in business. And I'm going to start with you, Krista. Hey. Hey. Um, Well, I am Krista Skinnell with 988 Events. I came up with the name. It's basically the month and year I met my husband. Uh, we were 16 years old in September of 1988, and uh, it's just been a journey ever since. So that's where we came up with the name about a year ago. So our company's launched last May. So I'm super excited that we've hit that one-year mark. Uh, we do corporate events and private parties. Congratulations. Thank you. That is awesome. All right, Lori, let me ask you, tell us about what you do and how long you've been doing it. My name is Lori Devaney, and I am with the Innovation Spot. We opened about a year and a half ago, just shortly after COVID started releasing here. We are a co-working space, and we have any conference rooms, private offices, hot desks, anything that you need for to go ahead and run your own business. How did we come up with the name? So the Innovation Spot, I think that, you know, I, I love creating and, and working with different businesses, and we have a lot of different businesses in this co-working space. And I think every business has the potential to be very innovative, and there's a lot of innovation that comes out of this little spot. Well, how did you come up with the idea? Because I feel like co-working spaces are relatively post-COVID, you know? Actually, that is kind of a not not the case, um, and I, I would love to take credit for this, but it's not my brainchild. Um, I would actually have to say that my husband, Tom Devaney, is the one that really had the idea to open this here in Woodstock, but he is... Um, He's a professor over at KSU in the executive MBA program, and they do an international residency where they travel to different countries um, every year with the with the classes. And they've been doing a lot of travel in South America. And this is how people work in South America in particular. It's a cost effective way for businesses to have everything they need in an office. You know, a lot of times the overhead for a conference room or a break room or, you know, all the other spaces that you need in an office can, you know, is not always necessary, only if you you use them once a month or something like that. So it makes sense to share that space, thus have a co-working space. But co-working has been a thing in other countries and and here in the United States to a lesser degree um, for a good number of years. Okay, awesome. Well, Shelly, tell us about your businesses and how long they've been around and uh, what the story is for how they were started. 
Oh, goodness. Well, for my husband and I have been in the restaurant world for like over 30 years. And um, we never thought our kids would want to fall in our footsteps. Um, and one day we're on a trip to Florida, and my 19-year-old son at the time says, Mom, Dad, he's like, can you help me? I want to open up a restaurant. And I was working in the corporate world. My husband worked for P.F. Chang's. And we were like, you listening to him. He had his own little business plan, and he was like, we are like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, Mom, I want you to leave your corporate job and come help me. And Dad was a breadwinner. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So I was like, <laughs> okay. I was like, and, uh, you know, which, I, you know, we've always supported entrepreneurship, things like that. We've always wanted to open our own restaurant, and here we have a son who's 19 yeah. pushing the envelope way before we, we did. So long story short. He, um, I was a realtor as well, and I said, well, that's fine. You have to find the place. You have to put half down. And, you know, when you do that, I will um, give my notice, and we'll go from there. And he found a place within two weeks, negotiated with the money that he had to give 50% down. And, um, yeah, we closed on April Fool's Day, which was kind of funny. And <laughs> we opened a deli in Town Lake called Corner Bistro. Okay. And there, um, we took it over from an existing business, and it wasn't doing so well. And um, I will never forget it. This lovely lady was sitting at her phone. She was probably in her 80s and on, at the t- table. And I hear her going, you guys have to come here. They're very nice, and the food is really good. And <laughs> since then, I've learned that word of mouth is definitely the best form of advertising. Oh, wow, yeah. So, yeah. So then, you know, fast forward, we had that for five, six years. And we went to look at another location near where we were doing a lot of catering. And that was where we are now. But it was too big to be a deli. And we're like, okay. And I don't know, God gave me a vision that, you know, it's like, okay, well, we talked about other concepts and we did that. So our lunch menu is the deli pretty much. And then the dinner menu is our Southern Comfort concept that we pretty much created in like two weeks. And (laughs) opened the doors there. And we've been, we were there like 10 years and then um, we'd drive by. We used to go to Winchester's all the time, which is where J. Michael's Prime is. Oh, um, yes. Okay. And back in the day, mm-hmm. it was like my husband and I's favorite date night. And um, I would always drive by that building. And even though you can't see it because it's down a hill, we loved the building. Um, and it was closer to our home. And one day we were driving, and I was like, I feel like God wants us to have this building. And it was on the market. And um, we made an offer. They declined. And the next year came by, and, you know, then my husband's like, you know, I think God wants us to have this building. And um, he's like, I don't know why. It's down a hill. It's like you can't see it. It's like, you know, I think we're crazy, but, you know, let's put another offer in. So we did another offer. It gets declined. Another year goes by, and they contact us going, hey, we'll take your final offer, oh, wow. you know, if you're so interested. And within that same time frame, the lender, um, Community Bank, um, of Georgia, which are wonderful people, and they've helped us now, and we didn't know them then. We were referred to them by Bojangles' um, Crystal Beaver, who had Bojangles, and you know, okay. she got loans from them. So they called us and said, hey, we want to give you money. And they're like, you know, because we had talked wow. about foreign applied. And um, so long story short, we were able to get that, and we closed on it, and that's been four years or ten years at RCB. And then COVID happened. We were building a new building, bought our own property, um, kind of put that on hold, waiting to yeah. see where 
where God was going to go with the world and what's, what was going to happen. Um, but we ended up, the numbers are okay. The bank's like, no, you guys are good. Um, God, you know, we ended up closing out the year on a positive note somehow wow. during COVID. Great. Wow. And um, so, yeah, so now we just moved there January 13th. And um, when we went to move, my, we hadn't had COVID. My husband got COVID. My son got COVID. Oh, no. <laughs> and my brother, um, no, uncle got COVID. Wow. So uh, just a couple of us had to open, move the whole building and get over there. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, I told my husband he owed me big after that was over. Right. Um, but <laughs> anyhow, he does a lot behind the scenes even when he's sick. So yeah. that's our story. It's like we're here, and uh, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the community, and um, and that's really we're, we're we're forever grateful. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Lori, tell me uh, how you use your influence in the community. Well, I think one of the things. I mean, first off, I want to say community is so important. I mean, especially you know, I think many of us live in this community, great community of Woodstock. Yeah. And, you know, when you live in a place and you work in a place, you just, you want it to be better. And so, you know, we try to do a number of things um, here with the space that we have. And, um, you know, obviously we want to make a profit, but I think more importantly is being involved with that community. So we do different events. We're, we're pretty tied in with Must Ministries. We do a lot of different things for them. As a matter of fact, we've got a food drive going for them. Um, I think it's just wrapping up here um, as we speak. And then, um, like last year, we did an event called Axes of Kindness, where we had an event and we did axe throwing, which I know that sounds kind of weird, but it was a great event. It had a lot of fun, and all the proceeds from that event um, were you know given to uh, Must Ministries there. Okay, And we also, you know, like every couple of weeks, we have a company or a um, nonprofit called Sure Connections, which hosts their um, every two week podcast out of our um, conference room here. And they want to bring divine intervention to the workplace. So it's a, you know, just a nice refreshing hour that, you know, if you want to have some time out, take a breath talk with other business um, community members and, you know, just kind of refresh midweek on a Wednesday for, for that next week, you know, for the rest of the week there. But we try to, you know, make our space available to the community in certain ways um, as well. So, Aren't you guys getting ready to expand this location? We're like in the innovation spot right now. Like that's where we do this every mm-hmm. month, and Stone does it more often than I do, but I jump in once a month and do the women in business, and um, and it is so much fun. But yeah, we're in your space now, and aren't you getting ready to expand and, and do more? We already expanded, so we have okay. an additional 10,000 square feet in the building behind us uh, that we opened up about a week ago. Um, opening day consisted of... Um, an event with Sure Connections, and we had uh, Congressman Loudermilk out for that event. Uh, Mayor Caldwell was here as well, and we just had a fantastic, you know, opening event there in that new space. And then something else that's exciting, um, which is just kind of in the works here for the last couple of days, is we are opening up an event hall. So we are going to have space in um, another building here within the park where we can house anywhere from... 
about, I'd say, 80 people or so in um, in an event hall here. So there'll be an event center available for folks, too. And we're hoping, and now this is where I always learn my lessons as I give a timeline. And I found with COVID and supply chain issues and everything, you don't always get those timelines met. But I'm hoping within a couple of weeks we'll be able to open that. Okay, awesome. That is great. Krista, how do you use your influence in the community? I wouldn't be um, where I am right now without the community in Woodstock. I mean, it has been such a wonderful support. I jumped right in to networking after starting my business, um, having no idea what to do. Um, You know, I just was going to do it and started meeting fantastic people. And it just, the camaraderie, the rallying, the, the referrals, it's just been such a wonderful experience. Um, so I am so thankful for the city of Woodstock. I, I try to give back in a lot of different ways. We, I will do, I work with Encompass Ministry. We've, um, done work with, um, Every Link Matters, which is a local um, charity, too, for a special little girl. And because I still have kids in school, uh, we are at River Ridge High School and Mill Creek Middle School. I support the PTA. Um, I was actually on the PTA board for a couple of years, just loving on the teachers and the staff. We've got fabulous, fabulous schools here in Cherokee County. We're so thankful for that. Um, so I just... I give back and sponsoring um, those types of programs and as well as um, the sports. My daughter's a cheerleader, so I get involved in that and, and, and sponsor that way too, and just to give back to our community. Well, who all is in your family or your household? Well, it's my husband and I, of course, we have um, our daughter and son, and then I have two cute little Fur babies, a pug and a, and a black lab. And then we also have a guinea pig that runs around the basement in a little cage. So, And how old are your children? <laughs> Kieran is 18. She'll be 18. And then my son will be 13. Okay. Sure. Lincoln. Awesome. Shelly, tell us how you use your influence in the community. Um, I wouldn't do this if I didn't get to... Um, give back. And I think that was one thing. As when I originally thought we were going to go be missionaries on the mission field oh, and wow. ended up encouraging, not encouraged, but somehow inspiring our friends to do it. And we never did it. Um, but we um, are involved with SERVE. Um, they help locally and internationally. I love Must Ministries too. Drop off things anytime we can and they're wonderful people. And our we decided a long time ago that we really couldn't afford to pay for print and advertising and things like that and going back to the word of mouth thing and but I but my husband knows how much I like to give and you know and, and he was like you know Shelly we can't do both but what do you want to do I was like I want to give to everybody that asks that wants something and uh, he was like well how do we do that and I was like you know even if it's small like so we never tell anybody no I know I might be saying this out loud on the radio my husband's probably like Oh my God. But um, <laughs> so, um, you know, if someone comes to us like a church or an organization or anything like yeah. that or a golf tournament, we give at least a gift card um, to be used for a drawing, something like that. And then um, we try to do community events, you know, raising money. We've done it for the blind, for um, 
oh gosh, Mr. Buchanan is organization, his golf tournament. I can't remember which okay. one was, but yeah. he's um, he was my very first customer at our, uh, the new RC, RCB. And he walked in, and we hadn't even opened yet, and he asked me for a donation. He's 94 years oh, old wow. today, Aww. and he's the most amazing man I've ever met in my life. <laughs> and um, he's he's literally, he won't forget it. He's like, mm-hmm. you know, I go, how am I going to tell you no? I go, I don't have money yet. He's like, well, I sure hope you make money, but I feel bad if you don't. But we gave him the very first gift card out of that restaurant, and um, he's told everybody, I think. So um, we just try to, you know, give in every way we can, any way we can, and also try to encourage other restaurateurs and other small businesses that, you know, it's going to be okay. And, you know, during COVID, I, um, you know, my husband and I were talking and I was crying and, you know, not sure if we're going to make it. And and I said, well, if we're going to go down, I want to go down helping people. So we started doing private date nights and things like that, just surprising people with things like if they couldn't afford to go out to eat, we would um, let them come through a drive-thru and get a meal or come get a meal for their family. So I just that's like awesome. to do things like that. Yes. Yeah, you're doing some kind of thing tonight. Aren't you doing something tonight that's like a gin Oh, that is, thing? That's, is no, that? that's the end of the month. That's June 30th. So. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, I, I saw something on yes. social media. What is that about? Well, we do tastings, you know, from time to time and just fun okay. stuff. And right now um, I have a lot of ladies <sighs> who really um, are interested in learning more about gin and Everybody, as ladies, we want the skinny drinks and um, locale and, you know, and then I have some friends that don't drink alcohol. So I've also, you know, um, incorporated where we'll teach them that they can have mocktails and still feel part of the crowd and have a good time and and have a healthy, refreshing drink with fresh herbs and um, juices and tonic waters and flavored waters and things like that. So we're going to, I'm going to let everybody make their own um mocktail or cocktail and we're going to have like it'll be up to about it would be on our rooftop because we have a rooftop now and yeah so we just do that and i'll have also my bartenders that if they're not working i invite them to attend just for educational purposes so fun tell us who is in your family and in your household um well just we're empty nesters now so um my husband and i have been married 34 years congratulations and that's how i know how old my oldest one is he's 33 (laughs) (laughs) i always make him older and he gets mad at me and then my other son is um oh gosh i think he's 26 i think they're seven years apart i don't know if i did the math right and he um and he's our executive chef at table 20 in cartersville so somehow some way both of our children are in the restaurant world um and yeah so okay i think that's it and a dog i how can i forget zimba he's 11 ah. <laughs> so okay. my, my son rescued him when he was 15 and yeah, so we got him when your son was 15 not when the dog was 15, yes since no. he's 11 <laughs> got it, it yes. took me yes. a second i was like wait what yeah. <laughs> Lori, who's in your household oh my goodness so we uh, we are heading towards empty nesters but we've still got um two Two left in our household. Um, our my son Colin, who is eighteen, um, who's also following in his mom and dad's footsteps, and is an entrepreneur, and he has a mobile detailing business that he is oh, awesome. doing now. So it, it'll buff details, and um, you know, I just got to give a shout out to this kid. So, yeah, about sure. a year ago, he comes to me and says, "Mom, I don't think I want to continue with college, but I have a plan." I'm like, oh no, what's the plan? <laughs> and he said, he goes, I want to, I want to do my mobile detailing. He goes, I'm going to sell my Jeep. And I'm going to buy a Ford Transit van. 
I'm gonna logo it out and I'm I'm gonna start my own business. I said, Okay, prove me wrong. Go do it. And he's been doing awesome with that. So he he's still at home. Uh probably not for much longer though. Um and then we have my um our nephew, Jake, who is also at home and um he's about a year older than Colin. And then our um Middle child, Amanda, is she graduated KSU and she moved to Nashville about a year ago and she's working as a communications director for the uh, National Republican Party up there Um, or for that. I'm sorry, the state, the state GOP. Um, So she's she's communications director up there. So she's doing really well. And then our oldest son, uh, Ian, who is 32. Who got married about a year ago, and we have our first grandchild. Aw, congrats. Is it a little boy or a little girl? Little boy. His okay. name is Dustin Thomas, and Aww. just, uh, you know, of course, I'm, I'm partial, but he's the cutest kid in the world. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> For sure. Um, let's talk about mentoring. I want to know if you are being mentored and if you are mentoring others and what that looks like. Lori, I'm going to stick with you for the moment. You know, I, I think I think... I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I was thinking about that this morning is, you know, one of the first mentors that I ever had in business. Um, I was probably mid-20s and um, an old boss of mine, Dave Ankenbrandt, um, when I was in the recruiting world, um, he was probably the best mentor I ever had. Um, but I think one of the things that he um, taught me was really just, you know, to be honest in business and to be, you know, what you say you're going to do to do it and to be forthright with, you know, if complications arise, which they always do, um, to just kind of come out with that in the kindest way possible and, you know, try to hit problems head on. Um, and then obviously, as you know, as you go through business, you know, I, I learned from, you know, I'm always trying to learn from people and just different um, scenarios and and grasping um, knowledge, you know, and how you run a business, how you manage people, how you lead people, not even manage people, because I think it's more about leadership than it is about managing. Um, But that's, you know, I would say that, you know, mentoring and looking at different folks' ways of doing things is really important. Awesome. I always write stuff down when I'm in here. I'm always like, oh, people have the most amazing information and I want to learn from it. Um, Shelly, tell us about mentoring. Are you being mentored? Are you mentoring others? What does that look like for you? I think people mentor me without even knowing they mentor me. It's like uh, a lot of our regulars that come in and have become friends of mine and I watch how they are with their family. I watch how they are with their with people. I watch how they treat my people, you know, our, our family, our team. And I'm inspired by that every day. And I was thinking about this too. I had, of course, my old boss, I was with Outback Steakhouse corporate office. So Trudy Cooper, um, a woman in business and very successful. And she has on Swan in Tampa now, but she was so kind and so sweet. And, and she believed in me before I believed in myself. You know, I started there when I was like in my twenties and we had, I think five and I left there when we had a 5,000 and there was only like six girls in the office for a little while, and then it moved up to 20 girls. Now it's a big Eiffel Tower thing. But, you know, they just said, no, go figure out how to do this and do it. Oh, yeah, I mean, we can't make it, so we're going to send you on the jet, and you're going to go open, you know, 
Charleston, West Virginia, you know, help them with their training stuff. Or, hey, we need training material. You know, you're going to go do this or you're going to do a voiceover. So I got to learn a lot of different things and got thrown into things when I was pretty shy and pretty, like, not um, not a go-getter, really, just kind of, a, I was a people pleaser. I'm still a people pleaser, but she was definitely my ultimate mentor then. And, um, you know, now it's like, it's really just the people, other people in businesses and other people just in life. But my ultimate mentor was my mother-in-law. And, um, you know, she, she passed away. She lived with us. Oh, gosh, I'm going to cry. Um, but she was wonderful and she was a businesswoman, but also she was the kindest woman I've ever known. And she definitely never said anything bad about anybody. Never, never, um, did anything that I could think of was ever wrong. Um, she was held at gunpoint twice working for McDonald's. Oh, wow. I That's then, scary. Yeah. I told her, yeah, we're going to get you another job. I sent her res- <laughs> I sent resumes out without her knowing it. And she was in her 60s, and I, you know, she, she had tons of offers, and she thought, well, no one's going to hire me. I'm, you know, I'm older, and, I, and that's not true. People want people. People want good people. And she was amazing at that, too. She went and learned the car wash business. She learned how to fix the freaking mechanics of a car wash. I was like, wow. okay, you know, she's just amazing. And, yeah. you know, and even with her fight with cancer, she was amazing. Awesome. Krista, tell us about mentoring. If you're mentoring others, if others are mentoring you and what all that looks like for you. Well, I'll take a a back and uh, go back a little bit because before um, children, I actually did um, something else. I was an optician for years and um, that was a time that I, I was, I was being mentored. I mean, it was in my twenties and it was such a great experience to work under some really good doctors and some great uh, business development people. So that helped me um, be able to, and then, and then watching my husband as he was, is working his way up the ladder and with the corporate um, learning all those things as well. But then I stopped working. I had my kids and I stayed home for 16 years. You, you just so, worked a different way. Mm-hmm. Don't say you no. stopped working. Well, you probably right. worked harder I, in many ways. I started working for free for 16 there years. There you go. There <laughs> you go. Um, and that really was a growing period for sure. But when I finally decided to, I've always had this dream of starting my own business. And, and so it just all started coming together. And um, getting into networking, I just, I wasn't seeking a mentor. I was just, you know, just trying to figure out what to do. And, um, People just, you kind of end up in in uh, an environment where people are gravitated or you're gravitated to that person and you you just begin to learn. And I, I tell you, I'm still just one year old in this and I'm just a sponge. I mean, just tell me and I'm going to just absorb it all and um, let it let it float in there and, and, and put it into action um, if it's something that, that definitely resonates. So I have been so fortunate in this past year to to find three amazing women. And and I don't even know that they know for sure that I consider them my mentors, but if I need something or if I have questions and and I'm not afraid to ask and to, to to just be vulnerable with people. So I will just sit down and just show, share my heart or whatever it is. And they are just right there for me and guiding me. And it, and you know, when it's right and you know, when, when those things land and, and the right path. So I'm so thankful for that. And that's all happened through networking, um, 
through here in Woodstock again. Just <laughs> it's been fantastic. Yeah, I do feel like when you approach something uh, vulnerably, or you know that that you're more open to learning, and people are more open to giving to you when you approach something like I already know everything, then you're you're not going to learn as much, and you're also people aren't going to be open to sharing with you. So I think that's awesome. Why don't you tell us about a mistake you've made in the last year since that's how long you've been in business and what and how you fixed it? Just one? Just, um, no, just pick the best one. Right, I know. Um, <laughs> I will have to say, I did, I've thought about this question and I think my biggest mistake was um, the inability to say no um, because in some ways I'm a people pleaser I, or I don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. So I just kind of, okay, and I'll go along with something when I know in my gut it just doesn't feel right. But then I thought, well, maybe I'll learn some lessons. through it. And, and, of course, there are always lessons. So I try to stay open to that. But um, I accepted a, a, a certain event just because I, you know, it was an event. So it was like, oh, let me take it. And um, But in my gut, I just knew something wasn't right. It just didn't sit right. And in the end, you know, not only was it, it ended up being um, more, I was volunteering, you know, so I actually, and, and, and more so I was even just basically paying to be there. It, it was, um, and it not, it's not about the money so much as just the environment and the, the tone and the way you were treated. And so I, I knew it wasn't right, but I just went for it. And so I, um, that was one of my biggest mistakes. So you learn to uh, trust your gut more. Trust my gut and yeah. yes, and be more confident as time's gone by. You just to say no, no thanks, pass. You know, right? Love the concept, but no, can't do that for <laughs> you. <laughs> Shelley, what about you? Tell us about a mistake that you've made and how you fixed it. Oh goodness, I make a mistake every day of my life. Um, so we're in the restaurant world, you know. You have so many different people, so many different um, things going on at the same time. I think um, mainly my biggest mistake is every day or like, you know, from day to day is, I guess, underestimating, um, you know, the power of um, prayer, you know, when you don't know what to do and you're, you're, it's not up to you to come up with the answers, you know, it's like, you know, you don't have, you don't always have the answers and we deal with so many incredible young people and, you know, I think people constantly want to say oh the young people today the young people today they're not they don't they're lazy they don't do this it's just not true and we I mean and I think the biggest mistake is to underestimate somebody or to um, assume you know somebody without really getting to know them or understanding where they're coming from and you know I've I've over, over the years, you know, I've had to learn to go take a step back and go, you know, figure out who they are before I you know, make an assumption or um, get frustrated because they're not doing something that I think they should already know or, or things like that. So I make those mistakes all the time because then God, you know, I, I do something and I was like, ah, I shouldn't have done that. And I beat myself up for yeah. a week. And, you know, even with the customer, you know, I, I always tell them, you know, the employees, you know, if someone's coming in, they're gruff. You don't know what, where they just came from. Could have came from the hospital. Could have came from a funeral. Could have came from a lonely house. I, you know, could have came from an abuse situation. I was like, so just don't take it personal, you know, yeah. and just be there. Yeah. Um, that's great. Lori, tell us about your mistake. 
Yeah, which, which <laughs> Humble one? yourself. Which one? The one from this morning or no? Um, you know, I think kind of um, thinking about it, I like what um, Shelley had to say there about the power of prayer. I think that's, you know, pray first and then act, I think, is, is obviously the most important thing. But um, I'll get to a specific here is, you know, as, as I said earlier on in, in the conversation here that, you know, we opened during, you know, just as COVID was finishing, I mean, and trying to do a full build out and construction, this this space that you're in right now was basically just in a shell. There was there were no offices in it. There was um, it was it was a church previously, um, but it was just an open space. And so we had to source so many different materials. I mean, um, I remember the the architectural lights, those kind of cool um, round lights that you see throughout the building here. We are trying to get those, and I think there's eight of them or so in the building here. I think I bought each one from a different vendor. Oh, wow. So, I mean, it, during COVID, you know, supply chain issues, and, and there's still a problem. Um, you know, we are still trying to source some materials for the expansion that we just opened up. Um, so I think my biggest mistake is, you know, you live in a pre-COVID world and now we live in a, in a post-COVID world here and it is just, it's a, they're, they're different worlds. Um, but it's, it's trying to, um, not over-promise something, um, and to say, okay, uh, my goal is for this time frame, but, you know, we, obviously have to look at reality and maybe you know from a business perspective we can't get to that to that point so yeah. I think it's just trying not to over promise um, different things and do you have a message that's for women specifically you know I was kind of trying to think about that one and um, you know I think it's to be intentional um, you know and, and to really think about um what your goals are, and especially, you know, women in business is, you know, what is that goal that you, you want to achieve? Write it down. I mean, I know we've, we've all been to different seminars and leadership conferences, but write that goal down. Because if you can write that goal down and you can see that goal, then you can start t- making steps to reach that. But it's, it's being intentional each day. I mean, like I said to our community manager, Kelly, who is fabulous, by the way, I've got to give a little shout out for her here. I could not do this without her. I mean, she is She's my right hand always smiling too. Oh, oh my gosh she is like the happiest person in the world <laughs> i'm like i don't know how she does it but she is fabulous um but you know one of the things that i've learned um through her is you know is that intentional piece and and like i said i was just talking to her the other day i'm like you know i feel like i've got this laundry list of to-dos and i walk out of here and the list got longer you know, so, you know, it's, but I think it's looking at that big picture. What is that goal and how are you going to reach that goal and, and being intentional about it? Okay. Shelly, tell us about a message. Do you have a message that's specifically for women? Um, I think mainly, um, I guess I can just talk from my past. You know, I, I tried a lot of things and I gave up too easily, you know, too quickly. Uh, I think um, now, um thank God, by mentors and things like that. And I, you know, I look toward, I try to live on purpose, you know, and because we didn't get to go beyond a missionary field, you know, I try to be of service here 
um, locally. And, you know, my husband will say, well, this is your mission field, you know, and make a difference in young people's lives is my ultimate, ultimate goal. Um, and also to, um, you know, just keep being the best people. Just don't give up. Just, you know, it, yeah. and if you don't know something, learn it. Don't, don't think you can't learn it no matter what age you are. I had to teach myself how to bartend. I had to teach myself how to bake. I had to teach myself how to, you know, um, all kinds of things, you know, and, and there's things that intimidate me, but I still am like, all right, well, I'm going to YouTube it. I'll figure it out. So, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Krista, do you have a message that's for women specifically? Actually, it's interesting because I, when I started this business, just I know it's events and it's it's celebrations and it's um, purposeful gatherings, but my heart is for women because I know that there are so many out there that have are in a spot that just they don't know and it's a crossroads and it can be at any age. So you have a, a coming up on an empty nester, you know, what do I do with my life now? I, I relate it back to what, how I felt when, when, you know, the kids are older and they don't need me. I don't need to be home all the time. And, and I knew I wanted to get back at something and say, what, but what do I do now? And so it's just thoughtful, purposeful um, prayer intent that you, take the time to figure out what your passion is and what's your heart calling? Like, what is it that you really would just love to do? What is your dream? And then go for it because every woman has that strength inside of them. And there are so many of us that I learned myself that if you're just willing to ask the question, if you're willing to just be a little vulnerable with somebody and say, this is my dream what do you think or how can you, and, and let's build each other up. For me, that's, that's everything. I, I am so um, passionate about that, that we are now um, putting together, I'm working with some of my favorite ladies and we are putting together a conference that we're going to um, be uh, having and hosting um, sometime early next year. I was going to, that was mm. the Next thing I was going to ask you, I was like, I don't know if you're ready to talk about this yet, but one night we were together and you had talked about a conference. Tell us what this conference is going to, what your vision is for it. It's um, ever evolving. So I sat down with, um, I, I sat down individually with some women and just shared like what I felt it, the calling was. And then we met as a group because they all felt it important and it's it is for women um, eight as young as eighteen or seventeen. You know, where when you're at that crossroads of I'm getting ready to leave high school, what do I do now? I have a daughter that's there, um, or again, empty nester, or a seventy year old uh, woman whose husband passed away. Whatever it is, and then you have to start over. What uh, what do I do? And where do I go? And that's what this conference is going to be uh, a place to motivate to inspire to um not not and not just that but to give you the tools when you walk out the door because sometimes you you get all rah rah while you're in the middle of this conference and you just feel so great and then you walk out of the door and reality hits you right in the face and you don't even know what to do and um you hit the roadblock and then you give up this is going to be an intentional um conference where you are going to be meeting with other women coming alongside each other and basically creating that mentorship 
Um, and, and it'll be organic. It's not going to be a year assigned to this, but it will definitely be an organic build. Um, and so I'm super excited about it. It's going to be called Fly a Kite. Um, that's the name of that came from just an experience that I had had um, an unfortunate experience. And the person was was very um, ugly about it. And instead of telling me what they really wanted to say they said go fly a kite and it I just I never and it was very I was I didn't even know what to do I just sat there stunned but afterwards after you know licking my wounds for like a day I said um okay what am I supposed to do with this and it just started coming to me and that's the name of your conference you've had this conference Mm -hmm. and that's going to be so fly a kite we're just and then there's so many metaphors to that it it, yeah Mm -hmm. when you learn to fly a kite and getting these women to reach new heights um that is what what the goal of this is catching the wind yes um okay so tell me about krista what is the greatest challenge that you're facing now as a business or an industry Right now, um, I think it's pretty universal. It's that supply and the staffing. Um, you know, when it comes to, to events, you have venue shortages. You you don't, or overbookings or anything like that. So it's, it's that supply and demand. And so if you have your last-minute planners that want to, you know, do throw a party or through, do something in a few weeks, that's, it's more difficult, much more difficult to get what you want out of, out of that. So that's where, yeah. you know, when the industry just shut down for COVID. So it was right. It's what about you, Shelley? What uh, challenges are you facing as a business or industry? Oh goodness, where do you begin? Um, supply and demand, definitely. Um, the cost of food cost. Um, trying to, um, you know, it's it's a domino effect with everything. Farmers, agriculture, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, but you know, it's like. People can't even get, you know, formula for babies, you know? I mean, yeah. you know, it's like there's just, it, you just don't realize the impact it does. And and even like we have buildings and they don't build things like they used to. We have a brand new building and we're, you know, things are still breaking down. It's a brand new building. Things haven't really worked yet. And it's, you know, right. those kind of things. So, um, and it's, you know, trying to get, yeah, you might have a warranty, but trying to get a worker to come when they don't have any, you know, they don't have enough people there. So you're still yeah. having something break down in a restaurant. And they say it's going to be a week, can be in turn eternity. Yeah. What so, about employees for you? You know, we are blessed in that area. You know, Good. I I know. You know, it's like a lot of a lot of my fellow restaurateurs and business people are like, how do you do it? How do you do it? And know, I'm going to say God again, but um, it's also just we have um, father daughters, we have sister um, sisters working for us, we have. Um, best friends we have you know they all bring each other in um our um, parents who are like i want my kid to work for you i don't want them to, if they're going to work in the restaurant world i want them to work for you uh so it's again just we have people that are back from college you know for summer help and those kind of things um no don't get me wrong nobody loves the dishwash so that is our our biggest one to keep yeah, filled for sure. For <laughs> it's sure, not a glamorous job, and yeah. you know, but it's I don't the even most like important job. Home. I know. So. Right. <laughs> All right, Lori, what about you? You know, I, I don't know that I'm going to say anything new here. I, I laugh about what um, Shelly was just saying about the dishwashing job. My son, his one of his first jobs <laughs> was as a dishwasher, and I think it was last week that he told me that that was just not the key job that he liked the most um but you know going back to the supply chain issue um you know you're doing a build out and you're trying to get 
you know, equipment and and whatnot there. So I think that is probably one of the, the hardest things that we've had to deal with. Um, much like Shelly had said, uh, employees, that, that has been a great experience. Like I said, Kelly, you know, Amanda helped by uh, my daughter opened up, you know, when we first opened, she was our front desk and she was awesome. And then she, she went on to, you know, further her career up in, in Nashville, but then Kelly came and I've known Kelly for years. So that was a huge blessing to have her join us. But, um, you know, I think it's really just goes back to the supply chain issues that we've been experiencing that, you know, and, and unfortunately, I don't see it going away anytime soon. But we have had some, you know, we've got some great um, vendors that have been working for us. Our con, uh, commercial contractor, Mike Beddingfield, has been phenomenal. He stands by us every single time we get another crazy harebrained idea here and he's here meeting with us and and helping us out with that so you know i mean you, you just try to work through it and and it goes back to networking and it's yeah. those people that you you meet through your community and trying to give local business you know businesses the first opportunity because i think they're going to be the first ones that want to be able to help you that's yeah. that's absolutely true i feel um to reach out to those that you that are right here in your backyard and they'll, they usually are, are right there for you whenever you need something. Um, They've definitely come to our rescue and I'm so thankful for Cherokee Connect. I don't know if you guys know that source, yes. but yeah. anytime I need a plumber, anytime I need them, they're oh, always, yes. like, everybody helps us. Thank God. <laughs> so um, so we're going to start winding down and I would like uh, to start the beginning of the end with you, Lori, and uh, tell us a tip of your trade and then tell us how others can get in touch with your business. You know, I think it goes back to what um, you were at, you know, the question you asked about specific advice to women. And I think it's just across the board, a tip of the trade is, you know, we work with uh, different businesses. I mean, we've we've had Stone in here for about a year. I think Stone was one of our first um, OGs here. He, he came in and got the office. I think we'd been open a month. Um, so he's been here the longest um, out of any of our members. But, you know, a lot of different members from mortgage lenders to real estate to IT folks. Um, but I, I, it comes back to being intentional. Um, you know, set those goals come up with a plan, write them down, take baby steps towards them. And because um, if you don't, if you don't write them down, they're probably not going to happen because it'll just get pushed to the back burner. But being intentional, I think, is the tip that I can give anybody in business. And how do we get in touch with your business? How do you get in touch with us? Oh my gosh, there's a multitude of ways to do that. <laughs> we are on Instagram. Uh, we are on Facebook. You can just uh, look up the innovation spot in Woodstock. Um, of course, our website, www.theinnovationspot.com, or you can give us a call at 770-262-3668, and, um, or of course, stop by our offices. We're only a half a mile from the amphitheater here on Arnold Mill Road, so we are very close to downtown Woodstock anytime between 9 and 5, Monday through Friday. Awesome. Thank you. All right, Shelly, give us a tip of the trade, and then let us know how to get in touch with you. Um Okay. Well, uh, I'm trying to think here. There's so many things. I think just being being willing to evolve and change, um, being open to it, um, because it is going to, you know, it has to change to, to grow. And um, that would be my tip is just, you know, be ready for it and, um, and get ready because you're going to have to, you're going to have to change something. You, know, you might be out of something, you might do whatever, you might, you know, need to 
you know, rethink your whole thought process. We just tripled the size of our restaurant. Our, our menu is very big. You know, we might have to, you know, modify that a little bit. Um, and then as far as getting a hold of us, we are on Facebook and I know we're on Instagram, Twitter. I'm not really good with all those. I'm on Facebook. I can do <laughs> that one, <laughs> but I'm not really good with all the rest. And then we have jmichaelsprime.com and rcbcanton.com. And uh, let's see, you know, we have um, my, my email address is out there everywhere. My phone number, personal phone number, my husband's. Um, we are, you know, we are owners that are in the business. We're in the building. Um one, one, one owner is in a building, no matter what, di- what time of the day it is, you can always find us. And I think that's it. Awesome. Okay, Krista, give us a tip of the trade and how to get in touch with your business. Well, tip of the trade, I think, as far as um, events go, um, but also just generally in life, I think, or business, is to just keep an open mind and, and think outside the box. And that's what 980 events is all about is bringing a unique twist to um, any type of event that you want to have for your company, for your staff, for uh, um, individual parties. Um, and of course, having a budget in mind um, is, is a big thing too. But um, we are can be found on Facebook and Instagram, LinkedIn as well. Um, it's 988 events. Actually, nine is N-I-N-E, and then the number is 88events.com, um, and that's basically our t- tag on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn as well. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm going to tell you all a little about our specials. We have monthly specials at Alpha and Omega Automotive, and so this month we have a fuel induction service for just $99.99, which is normally $139.99, and I'm going to tell you what it is. A fuel induct- induction service is a process where carbon deposits are cleared from portions of your engine. When you start and run your vehicle, buildup from fuel and air can cause slight carbon buildup inside the engine parts, and it's recommended either every 60,000 miles or if you you're noticing performance issues. Uh, we also always have first-time customers get 15% off parts uh, on their first time. As long as they ask for the coupon, you got to ask for it, you know. Anyway, we uh, are grateful to be here. And once again, my name is Lori Kennedy. Thank you for joining us on Women in Business, powered by Business Radio X. And until next time, keep learning and growing. Keep